your crib, wrap you in your polo sheets. Six up in your wig, peace, nigga deceased. Why, may you rest in peace with my sicker more style. More sicker than yours, 4-4 and 54 drawers. As my pilot, stares my lair, yes my dear, shit's official. Only the feds I fear, here's a tissue. Stop the blood clot crying, the kids, the dog, everybody dying, no lying. So don't you get suspicious. I'm big, dangerous, you're just a little vicious As I leave my competition Respirator style Climb the ladder to success Escalator style Hold y'all, breath, I told y'all Death controls y'all Big don't fold y'all Uh, I spit phrases that'll thrill you You're nobody till somebody kills you Hello, nobody Till somebody And welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Neil World Order Podcast. Hey, a little bit uh, sooner episode than uh, I've been, or I guess more frequent than I have been doing them. Uh, great lead-in song uh, from uh, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, man, that uh, that song, that CD, uh, really takes me back. Uh, the CD, Life After Death, was actually a double CD released in uh, 1997 for uh, those of us old guys. I was in college. Uh, you know, like I said, it was a double album. It actually came out like two weeks after Biggie was murdered. Um, just a amazing album. I've always loved the song, You're, You're Nobody Till Somebody Kills You. I think in so many ways it can apply to so many different things. When you think about it, uh, a lot of times I think about just me and my buddies, you know, me, Scott Mannard, uh, just singing it in jest just because, you know, Biggie's flow was always kind of cool. You know, even some of the lyrics that I I let let in when he says, run up in your crib, wrap you in your polo sheets, Um, you know, and there's just there's just some really good lines in the song. And, you know, as he's kind of describing, I mean, ultimately murder and street life, I mean, I think. The song's kind of just saying, you know, like, nobody remembers your name till somebody kills you, more or less, and he kind of tells a story, you know, it even comes full circle at the end when he's trying to remember a guy's name. Uh, if you ever listen to the song, it kind of, uh, you'll know what I mean. But the whole album was great. I mean, it had uh, Hypnotize was on there, uh, More Money, More Problems, uh, Another uh, kind of ominous song, uh, Somebody's Got to Die. That was another one we loved. Um, I I loved the whole album. I wish I, I could almost go through uh, track by track with you here. Um, a lot of guest stars on the album, like uh, Mace, who was amazing at the time. Obviously, P- Diddy or Puff Daddy, as he was known at the time. Uh, Bone Thugs, 112. Um, too short, uh, so many different people back at the time, you know, when the album was released, and I think to this day, it's still kind of recognized as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, you know, which is ironic, you know, it almost kind of goes hand in hand with, uh, you know, the whole thing, Biggie dies and then bam, there he is, you know, but, um, even the song, you know, 
you're nobody till somebody kills you. His murder really cemented his legacy and put him on the map. I mean, he was already well established after that. But, you know, it just came on in the car the other day. And, and I hear it quite a bit, you know, on my playlist or whatever. And I kind of rap along with it. And it's just a great song, you know. If you don't... I feel bad for the kids today that have to listen to what hip-hop has become. And they don't, you know, they really missed out on some of the great stuff. Dude, another great track on that, that album is uh, What's Beef. I just remember the line, what's beef is when your mom ain't safe to walk the streets. Oh, man. Great shit. Uh, I was just looking at the track list here on the monitor, and it's just, you know, bam, 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 going down the list of just great stuff. Great produced album. Uh, you know, it's almost like Biggie kind of predicted his death. His first album was called Ready to Die, and then this one, you know, released two weeks after his death was Life After Death. And it was titled before he had died anyways. But, um, you know, maybe he was just one of those guys that, you know, statistics say, you know, unfortunately, inner city African Americans don't live very long. You know, he was from the streets, uh, rap game, gang, you know, had been caught up in all that. He's, he rapped about selling drugs. He was a former drug dealer. But Biggie was a genius. You know, I, I loved I love Biggie stuff, man. I, I really did. Uh, everyone knows I'm a big wrestling nerd. Uh, tonight was my favorite wrestling night of the year. Uh, it was the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Uh, for those of you, I guess, that aren't wrestling nerds, think of like the Royal, the Royal Rumble is kind of like a battle royal, but it starts with two guys, and then I believe every three minutes another person comes in, and there's 30 total people that come in. Ultimately, you know, it is like a battle royal. The only way to be eliminated is to be thrown over the top rope. The winner of it gets to go on to main event and challenge a champion at WrestleMania. Uh, it took place at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is like, the I think that's where the Tampa Bay Rays play or whatever. It's the third time it's been there. They actually did a show there in 2021 during the with no fans during the whole scamdemic or whatever but uh they brought it back this time um cool show tonight on um, a small card it was pretty much the women's royal rumble match which was won by bailey um a four-way title for the heavyweight title logan paul versus kevin owens and then the men's royal rumble match which was won by cody rhodes son of dusty rhodes who also won the Royal Rumble last year. He uh, eliminated CM Punk, who I kind of thought was going to win this year. Uh, a lot of people talked that The Rock was going to show up and win it. But, um, yeah, it was it was kind of cool. I think the women's Royal Rumble match was, was way better than the men's. Uh, the men's sometimes can be really predictable. The women's had some cool stuff, uh, some debuts, uh, some people come back. Uh, we finally got to see the WWE in-ring debut of Jade Cargill, who had been signed from AEW Wrestling. She's ripped. Uh, they brought in a champion from another wrestling organization, and uh, Jordan Grace, who's like a phenomenal talent, and I would assume one day will be working for the WWE. But I've heard rumblings that there's kind of this inner working to be with WWE and TNA, which is kind of interesting because some WWE release talent has gone on to sign with TNA. But I know you guys don't want to hear me 
other than Hanson, nobody probably wants to hear me nerd out about wrestling for the next 30 minutes. But, yeah, so it looks like it'll be Cody Rhodes challenging Roman Reigns for the WWE Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania in Philadelphia. And I'm assuming CM Punk will win one of the Elimination Chamber matches at the that pay-per-view to somehow get into a match with Seth Rollins for his title on the first night of WrestleMania, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, really cool show. Um, weather here, man, uh, has been kind of crazy. Uh, you know, it was cold and snow. It's been foggy for like, I don't know, it might not be foggy now. It's kind of getting into the mid-30s, which actually feels like a heat wave. I know there was a lot of snow down south. I feel like there was a lot of snow almost everywhere except like your beach areas in the last 10 days or so. I know my folks back home got a lot of snow. The Tennessee people seem to be freaking out. Uh, I think they got a good at least five to six, seven inches maybe. Uh, here we got, depending on where you lived, anywhere from eight to uh, 18 maybe and it just kind of stuck around and then it got slushy and then it was you know it started to melt and then it would rain and it just kind of was ice and then it was snow and it just kind of now it's just kind of yucky outside you know it's just kind of muddy and wet and you know when you have like a foot and a half of snow start to melt it just makes everything gross which is kind of pretty much what our spring is mine you know except it's usually cold and windy but, um, yeah, that's about that. Uh, football tomorrow, big game. Uh, I think everybody in the country is, unless you live in California, is pulling for the Detroit Lions to beat the San Francisco 49ers. You know, and I got to say, it was, you know, I, I wasn't crazy about, you know, like, oh, yeah, the Packers got to make the playoffs. I just looked at it as, hey, well, it's one more week of the season just because I didn't look at us as in a position to compete. But then I was like, okay, we kind of dominated Dallas. And even the game being close was just based on some poor coaching decisions um, towards the end. It had nothing to do with Dallas playing better or us playing bad. you know. And then we went to San Francisco, and I'm like, okay, we played our – we pretty much lost that in the last ten minutes, five to ten minutes of the game. I mean, San Francisco didn't win that game. We lost it. And I, I hate San Francisco, you know. So it's it's frustrating when I look at, wow, we could have easily been in the NFC Championship game, you know, at the level we're at now. So I'm like, okay, you know, maybe we're gonna be we're gonna be all right if we make, you know, some good moves, bring in some key pieces. I think they did a great thing this week by getting rid of their defensive coordinator who completely sucks ass. They fired the strength and conditioning coordinator, which makes sense because we never have anything but injuries. Um, we need to address the kicking game because our kicker was the worst kicker in the league. I don't care if he's a rookie. You don't give him time to improve. He just straight up sucked. He sucked in college. There was no reason to draft him. I digress. But um, So, yeah, what we got... Detroit and San Francisco play the late game. Uh, early game is Baltimore and Kansas City. It seems like uh, the country's kind of pulling for Detroit and Baltimore as like a, I don't know, like a murder Super Bowl. Um, I think Baltimore's the best team of all the teams left. Uh, I'm pulling for the Lions. I think it would be awesome for Detroit to win. Uh, pretty much anyone other than San Francisco. I hate San Francisco. I've always hated San Francisco. 
Um, I hate California in general, but um, the 49ers, I, I didn't like the 49ers when Joe Montana played. Like, I just, I hate Kyle Shanahan. I think Brock Purdy's a turd. Um, yeah, so they just, you know, but then you look, and I don't know if you guys have seen these memes and these clips where it shows, like, you know, posts and, you know, like, your Alexa will say, oh, the Super Bowl will be played on this date, and the Baltimore Ravens will be playing the 49ers. Like, it's already predetermined. You know, people already... And there's good reason to think at times sports is scripted and stuff like that. I mean, there's valid arguments for it, you know. And scripted to the point where I think maybe Vegas has a bigger say than we all want to really admit. But, um, wow, I've been sitting here thinking this computer was going to die and the power cord is sitting right in front of me. And I was like, oh, man, I should probably wrap up. But, look, now we're plugged in. You just hear that? That was the power. But, yeah, so we'll see how all that plays out tomorrow. Maybe if the officiating is butt shit terrible, um, we'll know. But, you know, so hopefully, although if we get Detroit and Kansas City, you kind of have your Eminem versus Taylor Swift Super Bowl. That could be something kind of interesting. But who knows? Um, you know, I like I said, I'm pulling for Detroit. I guess I don't really care. I'm just rooting against San Francisco. So I guess I'm like one of those people that's not voting for something. I'm just voting against it. I don't know if that makes me a good person or a bad person, but either way, I'll live with it. Picked up a, a new bottle of bourbon the other night. Um, I opened this without you, Brandon. Sorry. Um, this is a bottle of Penelope Architect. It is 104 proof. Straight bourbon whiskey finished in French oak staves. I didn't realize it was 104 proof. Uh, when I first took a sip, I was kind of like, ooh, there's a little bit of heat on this. Uh, according to Penelope, architecture is defined as the art of practice of design and using principles like that. They wanted to make a distinct flavor profile for their architecture bourbon. Um, I, I, th I had this when we were in... Kentucky. I think I actually had it at the Lux Road Distillery, and I, I thought this was part of their collection, but I was wrong. I think it's actually made by MGP or Bardstown. Maybe it was just there at that distillery because of whatever, and I think it's actually distilled in Indiana, but I digress. Um, it actually has a good flavor. Um, it smells really good for something that's uh, over 100 proof. Sometimes you just a lot of times with those, you get a lot of alcohol, but this actually smells kind of like candy and uh, candy, vanilla, vanilla and oaky uh, has a, you know, vanilla finish when you drink it. Uh, it's got that little hug, you know, or the heat as people like to call it, the Kentucky hug, but a good bottle. Uh, this is one that, you know, if you're a bourbon person like myself, it's in a lot of groups, people like people like to chase the Penelope stuff. I know there's some toasted ones and different ones. This is the one for a while. I think that was hard to find. Um, you know, the price kind of is all over the board. I actually, I paid 58 for this. I've seen it for as much as 80. Um, it was actually 60, 65 or 69 at the distillery. And I didn't buy it there because I thought it was good, but I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to, you know, it's worth that much to me. But I'd stopped at a little place. Um, it's like, for those of you that are in the area here, if you, we were going to the uh, outlets in Sun Prairie, which FYI closed at 7 p.m. now. 
And that was on a Friday night, which is kind of stupid if you think about it. I mean, I'll give you 8 o'clock, but 7, come on. On a Friday night? So we were coming back, and there's a little, like, speakeasy bar uh, right there on Highway 50 and W. And cool place, really cool place. Uh, the speakeasy there is really cool. They always have, like, live music. It's kind of open to anyone. Um, and I always stop in because sometimes they have some neat things. And I saw this, and the price was right. Um, and I grabbed a bottle. I was actually looking to uh, get another bottle of Heaven Hill because they won the 2023 Bourbon Award, which generally means when you win that, price is going to go up, bottles are going to be hard to find. And right now, Heaven Hill is kind of readily available, the seven-year bottle and bond. And it's a great bottle at the price, you know, between 42 to 50 $52. You can find it for more, but that's kind of where I'd stay. I know Total Wine has it for about $44, which I think that's a place a lot of people don't really take advantage of for good stuff. They just think they got to find these hole-in-the-wall liquor stores, which, dude, those places are great too, but, you know, don't forget about, like, your main, your big places too. You know, make friends with your people at Total Wine. I haven't been doing as much hunting uh, lately. I've got a lot of stuff here. I think it's you know, honestly, I'm out of a lot of room. Um, you know, you can't drink it all, all the time. I actually, like I said, opened this new bottle. And I don't think I'd opened a new bottle. I opened that bottle of Traveler last week, which, if for anyone that didn't listen to last week's episode, I actually thought, I know it was getting mixed reviews because, you know, the Traveler's a whiskey. It's not a bourbon. But I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. Um, I think I actually have another bottle that I owe Brandon for. But uh, good stuff. I was like, wow, this is good. I, I, you know, everything doesn't have to be, you know, I think sometimes people in the bourbon brotherhood or whatever can be very fickle and very picky and, you know, get wrapped up in the high dollar bottles, like I always say. And I actually got this really cool uh, oak cup that my pops got me. He had read an article about how it was really it kind of enhanced the flavor of your bourbon to drink out of these. Um, you know, it's charred on the inside, so it's almost like a you know little piece of barrel. Uh, it's got my name engraved on it. A really cool gift he got me. It's kind of cool. This is my first time using it. It's been kind of a busy week. I know I talked about starting a new job. I don't know if I did or not. Um, I had a great opportunity fall into my lap, sort of kind of uh, right around Christmas. I took it. Uh, it's been an awesome experience so far. I uh, hope it continues to stay that way. Um, you know, opportunities to work from home, uh, financial opportunity was great, um, and just the security of pretty much doing the same thing but on a way bigger scale. And so far, so good. I'm really enjoying it. And I know I haven't been doing this as much, you know, and there was even times where I contemplated, like, shutting this whole thing down, like I said. And I think it's just, you know, I don't know. I enjoy doing this. You know, it's, I think sometimes it's because I do it so late at night that my ass gets tired now. I'm not, I, maybe the night owl in me is kind of wore off. And during the day, it's kind of hard because there's dogs, there's stuff going on. I'm trying to do chores or, you know, we're just living life or doing whatever. And you kind of just be like, oh, you know, I'm not, I can't come sit down here. I mean, I guess I only do it for about 25, 30 minutes. But, I, you know, 
it's cool that people still listen. Ep- older episodes still get downloaded. I'm sure people are catching up or just coming across, listening to it, make fun of it with their friends. Maybe, uh, hey, let's do a shot every time he says something stupid, which you're probably drunk in the first three minutes. But anyways, um, yeah, that's about all I have. I, I'll be honest. I don't have a lot of interesting stuff. I just thought I would share that. Um, crazy shit going on in Texas, I guess, you know. But I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, maybe that'll be for next week. I'll do a little more digging on that before I just start rambling off the top of my head. I'm kind of tired, but... Um, yeah, if you're into bourbon, get yourself a bottle of this Penelope. It's really good, and this Oak Cup is really good as well. Uh, I've enjoyed talking to you guys about the different bourbons. Um, I know we need to do another bourbon session podcast and kind of, you know, I want to do my thing where I have somebody on and we drink and kind of just talk about whatevs and kind of go from there. But, um, yeah, so... Go Lions tomorrow. Uh, Let's see what happens. And hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Have a great and safe weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time.